0: Hey guys, how do you find the right target audience and how do you embrace change and create possibilities? I'm talking to you. So listen, what's the benefit of creating timely and relevant campaigns? That's the Holy grail, right? So marketing has changed so much in the last few years. You know, I'm an old dog, but in the past, one could identify as a big brand marketer or maybe a deep performance marketer, or even a marketer used direct mailers, man, that's old school and other collateral materials. You know what I'm talking about? Like pretty stuff to communicate with prospective clients or customers, brochures and, and flyers. Well, you can't do that anymore because marketers can't be pigeonholed into one thing or the other. They have to play multiple roles and they got to bridge that gap between big slogan marketing and deep performance marketing. They got to deliver. They have to think in 360 degrees and fully integrate brand performance and measurable data to get the best ROI, so I'm excited to present our first crossover episode on all business. What you're about to hear can originally be viewed on CsuiteTV.com. It was recorded in a front of a live audience. Man, I love in being in front of audiences. I'm going to do this because the segment was so awesome and so many takeaways. Alan Gelman of eSurance. Now, he was the chief marketing officer of eSurance, and he sat down with me, and boy, you know what happens when two marketing officers sit down. I'm telling you, and it's like raising the nuclear reactor rods out of the cooling tank. And you're about to find out, before we jump in, I want to give out two big shout-outs to my sponsors. In fact, before we jump in, I want to give out a big shout out to my sponsors. Are you looking to maximize your flexibility when saving time? Then Right Networks is for you. That's right. I said Right Networks. It's on the cloud. And being on the cloud means you and your team can work together from anywhere at any time, giving you maximum flexibility. That's right. Never again we have to drive to the office on Saturday or Sunday or in the middle of the night when you realize you forgot to submit the numbers to your boss. You just pop open your laptop or your smartphone, if you got one of those, take care of it from home and get back to having a real freaking life. It's always the world for small businesses they get that okay to learn more give right networks a call at 18884174448 extension 1 now you tell my call 8884174448 extension 1 play that back and hear it again and i can't leave out one of my favorite franchises the folks at liberty tax man i love liberty tax for most people the tax season's over but if you request an extension, because I know some people put it off, you better listen up. October will be here before you know it, so be sure to check out Liberty Tax Service for all your tax preparation needs. With over 4,000 locations, the professionals at Liberty Tax, led by the granddaddy of taxes, John Hewitt, will provide you with the most accurate return guaranteed, so go to libertytax.com for more information All right, ladies and gentlemen, so get out your notepads or your iPads or a piece of paper or whatever you want to take notes on because you better buckle up because you're getting ready to go for a ride because this is a great segment from Executive Perspectives Live.
1: From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
0: The role of marketer is vital to a company's success. Being able to clearly establish your brand to your target audience is no easy feat in today's world. As audiences evolve, the way they consume and engage with your information is constantly changing, and if you're not consistently meeting their needs, your brand is not going to have a future. To examine this issue, I went to the insurance company who, for more than 15 years, set out to modernize protection and help people thrive in the modern world. Alan Gelman is the Managing Director and CMO for eSurance. We sat down at the C-Suite Conference in San Francisco to talk about the changing role of marketers, engagement in the modern world, how embracing change can lead to creating great possibilities, and some of the most innovative and timely campaigns. You know, sometimes eSurance has used some very really comical content. And how are these stories created and why do you use that to be able to sell the product?
2: Yeah, so the starting point has to be, what are we in it for? You know, what's the purpose of the company? And I think you need to step back and talk about what is purpose. And for us, we, you start with a, a belief statement. And it's, we believe that embracing change creates great possibility. And we exist to modernize protection and help people thrive in the modern world. So you have to be grounded at why are you around. And then you can say, well, obviously you're looking to drive business metrics. When you do something like election insurance, you're probably not going to sell a lot of policies the next day. Right. Um, that's okay. Well, uh, unless you live in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, <laughs> some of the pivotal states, yeah. right? Timing's not so bad. Yeah, Michigan's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so, you know, we, we may get a whole lot of people entering a sweepstakes to run away. Mm-hmm. But we do something like that to reinforce who we are and to say, What is the brand about? And it's about modern. It's about relevant. We created election insurance actually as an April Fool's joke. That's we Mm -hmm. first launched on April 1st and got tremendous play. And as a result, we said, all right, we're going to bring it back for DNC, RNC. Mm -hmm. And then again, just a week or two ago to say, all right, we're going to do a sweepstakes around it. And how do you get people to engage and talk about the content that's relevant? and saying there's a better way to buy insurance. We were talking earlier that, you know, who uses paper anymore?
0: Well, I gotta tell you, Alan, you know, we we were mentioning this because you and I have been friends for a number of years uh, from your former position and now as the CMO of this this company. I really hated your company for a long time (laughs) because I'm a former printer. And you guys were really the first company that says, why do you need paper? And I never liked
2: that. Yeah, well, we're happy to not have people like that like us. Uh. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. I'm
0: not, not to take a like pursuit. you. Yeah, people like you. Well, I'm not your target. Cu- am, I, am I your target customer? Who is your target customer?
2: Yeah, our target customer are the people who are self-directed. They don't necessarily need to have a local agent. If you are a do-it-yourselfer, if you are someone who believes in your own abilities to figure stuff out, but you want that assist, you're going to be what we call the self-directed segment.
0: So what's the advantage of that for a customer? Is that then become the savings? Does it become the ease of use?
2: Yeah, it's all of the above. It's so relative to the market as a whole, we were formed 16 years ago, Insurance for the Modern World. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a line yet, but it was our DNA. The is that still part of your tagline? <laughs> Absolutely it is. Yeah. And we, it was developed about five years ago. And it was built specifically... Because it's one—it's the best marketing ever. It's the marketing that actually represents who you are. We were built to save, and we okay. could use the line. But it was all about how do you create the tools so people can take care of it themselves? Call us when you need us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we do things like we have photo claims. Uh, why do you need to call? You know, claims. Wait for someone to come out. Um, do the paperwork. More paper. Versus, okay, I just had a fender bender. I click on my phone, a couple of clicks, I upload the photos, I send it in, I have my check in a day.
0: How do you validate? Or yeah, it's actually deposited. A little bit a little bit longer maybe, right?
2: Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, most of the time we actually can pay you that fast, so it's just not a check. It's actually it's
0: automatic deposit. An, an e-transfer. E-
2: right, exactly. Yeah. So
0: is that part of the DNA of the company? I mean, so when I think back 16 years ago, E-insurance, I mean, not a lot of companies call themselves E-anything anymore. Uh-huh. That's, that's typically, now I would even call that a little bit of an older name in the digital space, right? Right. Is that part
2: of your DNA then? Yeah, so it is the DNA. Mm-hmm. So it's, we were formed because we saw a better way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't around then. I've been with the company close to three years. But the people who founded it said, there's a better way to do insurance. And yes, they put the E in front of it. That was, that was the day when you did it. And now it's a powerful brand that represents a better way to take care of your home and auto insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's absolutely the DNA of how do we interact, how do we create customer experiences, what is the claims process going to look like, and then including from the beginning how you buy on through how we service you.
0: When I knew you, you were head of digital for a bank. So now you moved over to the insurance side, all right? You're the CMO. How do you get this DNA? Because the DNA of the other company was a lot different than the DNA that you got here. Even though you were in digital, yeah. you did digital, right? But the DNA was totally different. It was a lot more, you know, stayed right. proper. No, I
2: hear you. So I, I think you're drawing a, a, an important distinction. There's the DNA of an enterprise and there's the DNA of a human being. Mm-hmm. And I actually was a really good fit for the DNA of, I'll say it, Wells Fargo. Okay. Um, why mm-hmm. was I a fit there? So I was the, you've heard the term, it hasn't been used a lot lately, but the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So the entrepreneur inside... So whether it was, how do you create new capabilities? So we built out digital in ways that hadn't existed there previously. It didn't exist. Right. I mean, there were people who were doing digital, but we brought yeah, it but together. I was, a,
0: I was also a customer of that particular bank, and still am, right. and they didn't exist. And then I knew the things that you were doing because
2: right. I got the inside knowledge of that because I knew you. Right. Well, thanks. And I'm proud of what the team did, and a much broader team than me certainly doing and, and, it. And, by the way, state of the art. They, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And... For me, my personal DNA is, how do you get stuff done? How do you figure things out? How do you leverage data, analytics? But first, humanity and consumer insight. Who are your customers? I started with purpose a few minutes ago. You gotta go right from there to the consumer. Who are they? What do they need? How do you deliver for them? And then, in this world, you can't do that without deep digital DNA, without the technology and the analytics but the humanity that attaches to that. And we can talk more about that, well, too. Well,
0: which is, I think is interesting because I don't think a lot of people expect marketers to have that. We think it's just about, oh, what's the pretty slogan, what's the pretty campaign? Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, seriously, no, I no.
2: mean, I, I get that. And, so you know, some marketers may get a bad rap, but... Um, don't you I, think that's the way it used to be? I think it's changed. Because, yes, I do. Yeah. I do think, so... You historically had two kinds of marketers. You had the big brand marketers, which translated usually to you can make awesome big screen creative. Yeah, it right? all, all make someone cry. Right. So tell great story. We didn't use the language of story at the time, but mm-hmm. that That's was an was. important part. And then there were the deep performance marketers. They started out as the you know direct mailers, and mm-hmm. then they grew up as database marketers and emailers, emailers and emailers, phone um, phoners. For, phone marketers. Absolutely. And people tend in marketing to grow up as one or the other. The really strong marketers at any level can bridge both. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more marketers who can only talk about, you know, here's my budget or here's what I got to spend. And I, I frankly hate that kind of language. People say, oh, here's the budget or they take my budget away or, oh, I got more money. No. Like, what are you delivering? What's the... ROI, and what are you delivering for the company? What's the business objective? Marketers, and especially senior marketers, have to be general managers, whether that's their title or not. So what are you to doing to drive people. the business, the yeah. business people? So
0: let's talk about that ROI. Right. When you when you start to look at these kinds of campaigns, let's, let's take this, the one you're using, because this happens to be Election Day, uh, 2016. And here we are talking about a commercial that you did for April Fool's, and but yet it had legs. Yeah. And you're able to repurpose it because of the nature of the campaigns. How do you start to see the return on ROI, and how do you know that it's, you're seeing significant ROI right. where it's well worth it, that you can go back to management, the rest of the management team, and say, yep. this was good?
2: So let's go back to the two sides of marketing. You've got the brand side, the performance side, and the two have to be intertwined. You have to think 360, In what are your business objectives? How do you deliver against them, and what are the tools you have to do both of those things? So against the business objectives, we have brand metrics, if we're not building our brand, if we're not becoming better and better known for being in- simplistically insurance for the modern world, to go into our tagline, we're not going to have a long future. So measuring awareness, right? So there's awareness, and then there's things like brand, well, there's a, a key metric we focus on called brand for people like me. We're, only, we're still a young business. We're mm-hmm. only 16 years old. So is this mostly measured against the
0: millennial market, or is it behavior of the people that That are the do-it-yourselfers?
2: It's the target audience, which there's a lot of millennials in there, but frankly, not so much the younger millennials. Mm. The older millennials and the Gen Xers, uh, much more so than others. And then within that, those who are more self-directed, those who are more tech-savvy, and of course, there's a whole lot of those. So it's how we building the brand metrics and how we driving performance. It's both and. Election insurance is a good example of a campaign that really majored in one and didn't have a strong minor. A lot of the work we do has a major and a minor, or equal parts. So the major was building brand. the awareness
0: and brand. Absolutely. The second being measure it with a contest.
2: Yes, we had a contest. Yes, we had a very large number of people enter that contest because uh, it was fun and you could win some money. But that didn't move the metrics on the, the business overall. the sales overall, side. Right. And we can so talk conver- about some other examples. The, oh, no, no, but bells. like the
0: conversion side. So, the, so, it right. didn't, so something like that was very, very effective. It didn't sell policies. Thing, but it didn't convert. Not measurable. Yeah, but when you say, right. what's a lot? When you said a lot, you said a lot A lot of people enter. Is it Millions.
2: Uh, who enter? No. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have large five-figure entries, more or less. sometimes six-figure entries is actually a pretty big number.
0: Which, which is significant. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I've,
2: that, trust me, because I've done campaigns where I had two. <laughs> <laughs> well, but remember, my goal isn't to get someone to enter. Yeah. My goal is when they enter, they're now sharing that out, and we're reaching their network. Mm-hmm. So now what's the engagement we're achieving? How many people are seeing that? How many people are sharing this very funny video where I'm very proud of the team and the work they created it. But that's just one example. We, there's others that are uh, on a similar note. We, we took advantage of the Pokemon Go craze. And mm-hmm. we said, all right, we're going to create a, our own mobile gaming. And, but the, it's why. It's not just because it's a mobile gaming. And that's how we're about. We're not a mobile game company. But we are about safety. And there was a whole lot of bad behavior <laughs> that tied to Pokemon Go. A lot of accidents while right. people were literally playing That and other mobile games. So we created Don't Catch and Drive, where you now, we did a PR stunt where, hey, we created a video, we put it out there, people shared it in great numbers. We got TV coverage for the stunt we did in Chicago. Again, a brand play, but reinforcing who are we? We're modern, we're relevant, and we're focused on safe driving with modern tools. How did... These
0: ideas manifest themselves. Like, give me an idea of how you organize the team, mm-hmm. and how did those come forward to, to where you say that's not that's not a stupid idea, that's a sellable idea.
2: Yeah, is that so, coming from you guys or coming from the agency? Where everywhere, yeah. uh, for sure. This, the starting point is what are we trying to accomplish? We are in a great position. We have so much potential as a company because we're not one of the giant guys. Um, so we can move way faster, we can actually take some risks, but have you're pre- some fun. But, Yeah, you're not giant, but you're pretty damn big. We're big, but we're nowhere near as big as our top two competitors in the self-directed space. You guys can all think about who I might be talking mm-hmm. about. And they spend incredible amounts of money. Yeah. We spend quite a bit, but we're also, because we're not fintech either, we're not tech. <laughs> We have resources, but we have to stand out with more limited resources than our top two competitors. So the starting, back to your question, the starting point is, what can we do that's going to stand out? And we think about how do we hijack moments? Mm -hmm. And so this one came simply as, uh, what can we do that ties to the election? And it was specifically, what can we do on April Fool's Day that ties to the election? And it's not hokey. That's not right, because that's yeah. not our brand. Our right. brand is about smart. So a year ago, actually, we did our first experiment, a year and a half in April Fool's, and we launched pre-assurance, also on April 1st. And a lot of interest in that one. It was like, oh, yeah, we have a new product we'll sell you. It'll predict when your next accident's going to be, so you can avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. It got great pickup. We yeah. was like, oh, okay, we're onto something. Yeah. It was an experiment. Right. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, the, I, I did one of those
0: at Kodak. It was, I, I launched the eye camera. <laughs> and it was built into the eye, but people really thought it was real. It almost so, is. Yeah, it, it, Well, we actually had a patent on it, which was really scary. Oh,
2: nice. So. That's great. We start from what are we trying to accomplish? What, are the, what do we want to deliver? And now what are some avenues to achieve it? We've been focused, though, in this conversation so far on what are some of these innovative brand building ways. But then we also can step back and say when we do a major deal. So we did a large deal with Major League Baseball. So mm-hmm. let me talk about that for yep, a minute. Absolutely. So, that's, just, a,
0: that's a way you're transforming marketing, I think, when you look at that. Uh,
2: thank sense. you. I mean, I'm, again, I'm super proud of how the team thought about it because we said, we need to change how we do sponsorships. And you look at what the array is. You have the strategic analysis. We yeah, all do and, those things. And
0: typically, you pay millions of dollars to put your name on it, slap your name. You get so many signs. You get a box. You get so many They get tickets. the revenue.
2: You get your name. You get the tickets, hospitality. Right. And we said, that we're not going to do that.
0: Were you in Major League Baseball before you started? We were League? not. So this
2: was new. So tell me, what, what is the, the element of what you did? Baseball is a great platform, huge audience. But it's, if you take a look at the traditional old school of baseball, that's not as good a fit for us. Where the new management of baseball wanted to take baseball and where we already were was about an modern world and baseball for the modern world. The deal we did was almost all working dollars. You know, very few on the rights fees that we we like the IP we have. But it was, we took over their biggest asset. The biggest asset is the all-star game, the all-star ballot. How do you create a win-win? They want to make that, the all-star game, huge. All-star balloting, the more people vote, the more people engage, the bigger all-star game is. The better that is for the teams, the better that is for the players and for baseball. Because engagement leads to eyeballs and participation. Right? And the, monitor, the rest of the monetization that comes with that. So that was the baseball team is super smart, and they got to work with our team to say, how do we transform how the ballot works? So it became, for the first time, an all-digital ballot. You could only vote digitally, mobile and desktop. Got more votes than ever before. Uh, more ballots, more engagement, billions of impressions. And the best part of it was we, while our deal was a national deal with Major League Baseball, we were, our interests were aligned not only with baseball, but with all 30 teams. We didn't do deals with 30 teams, but all 30 teams wanted to promote the insurance all-star game ballot. So that's because that's good for their business.
0: So, again, another great example of hijacking. So you're really hijacking the other teams now in participation. So you picked up not just what would have been just the game, but you got all those teams working for you too.
2: Right. So I don't think that part is the hijacking. That part, and this may sound old school, but that's really about the partnership. How do we make it wins for all those teams? How do we make it wins for us? How do we make it wins for baseball? Because then if it's hijacking they're not going to want to do it again.
0: But don't you think they weren't looking for that? I mean, I think that's the byproduct of your smart initiative and not necessarily theirs.
2: I think you're right that we get a lot of credit for that. If we did it in a way that they didn't also benefit, the the win-win really does matter here. Right, just a win win And we made it even bigger in year two, and next year it'll be even bigger. But that was, again, the digital piece, but then we did the full wrapper. We did a deal with Buster Posey. Yeah, you know, multi-year all-star. Who's you know? the, I don't know Buster so Posey. So he is a catcher for the Giants. Okay. But he also, in 2015, was the face of baseball nationally. Mm-hmm. So he's a, a, anybody who's, you know, you're probably not a big baseball fan. No, I, obviously uh, not. Right. I need to get a little hipper first, here. Yeah. Quite all right. But he is a great partner for us. That you, you've probably seen our spots with him in them, where, you know, we have sort of doctor, and he shows up, and it's a really funny spot. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. I have seen those. So yeah, that's absolutely. Buster Posey. Yeah. You know, the husband's saying, oh, yeah, Buster Posey! And she's like, you're not going to deliver my baby. Yeah. She's like, come on, honey, you're embarrassing me in front of Buster Posey. So it's, it's how do we engage, wrap that to it, tie it into all the digital properties. And then we know that the way the younger audiences want to engage in baseball, for the most part, it's not watching a three-hour baseball game. Some of them will. Some of the time, they'll go to a few games. But they care about the moments and the highlights. So we became attached to our, the ads we bought as part of our deal— we're attached to the highlights of your favorite players, of your favorite teams. So you're now engaging the way you want to. And and the impact of that, which will be your next question, what's the ROI of that, is how are you now building awareness and engagement and ultimately now sales when it comes to that population. And we got nearly a fifty percent lift in consideration, which is an enormous number, that's as you huge, know. Yeah. Huge lift. Double digit that's that's I really mean and big. it's way beyond double digits, right? Yeah. It's literally nearly fifty percent growth in consideration of our brand among tech savvy customers who are baseball fans. That is that's a big win. How do people fit into the transformation of marketing? I said before that marketers need to be both brand and performance focused. The the marketing has to be. And the people do, too. That's not to say you can't have specialists. I actually think you can't have generalists. You know, the the days of generalists are gone. I think that's true. But, and this is an overused term, but integrators matter. People who can understand the language, people who can bridge. Because we we talk about a 360 program like that. And how do you build that means you need people who are thinking about the brand, who are thinking about the performance you're driving with the brand, and who can think about online and offline as well as upper funnel and lower funnel altogether. It's not just that old school do big screen, great creative that makes you cry. Yeah. It has to be about understanding the data and the analytics, but not losing that humanity and that creativity. Yeah, but that imp-
0: implementation is critical. I say if, if you have an idea without integration or implementation, all it is is air, right? I mean, it really Couldn't is. Couldn't agree it's, more. It's, it's great. When you're sitting around the C suite, how engaged are they in these kinds of conversions and metrics? Deeply. Okay. So,
2: and they're asking all those questions, and they should, and I welcome it. Do you, but do you present that in, in yeah, a form of absolutely. saying, here's our
0: conditions of satisfaction. I told you before we did this
2: this, this year, this quarter, this month, here's what we said we're going to do. How do, you, how do you present that? Yeah, so we have monthly planning meetings, monthly performance meetings. Some old companies I've been in are more PowerPoint organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is much more an Excel organization. which is a good thing. Back to the DNA of the data. So we go, we have a monthly meeting, a couple different kinds of meetings, where we're going very deep into what are our metrics. Those metrics both on the brand side and on the performance side. And then what are we spending? What is it getting us? How is it working? What's our staffing? And then we're open book. Mm -hmm. And I'm being asked all the very good questions from not just my boss, the president, but also my peers. And just like when we're talking about Pricing decisions, I'm very deeply engaged. We're talking about claims. I'm deeply engaged. So we engage around how are we running this business against the key metrics. How are we building our customer experience? What is our NPS? How are we doing better? Uh, These are all part of the dialogue because marketing isn't just a function. It's about how we, again, that general manager view, how are we building the business? Are you
0: interested in the sales funnel about what's coming or how can I increase the funnel? And are you interested through the throughput of that funnel?
2: Oh, eh, all of that and more. So mm-hmm. we, as marketing, as a function, better be interested in how many people are we getting to show up, mm-hmm. of course. So, start with you. The typical funnel, which people say is dead, I don't believe that. Your awareness considerations still, still matter. Right? It's just um, a squeeze tighter. It's squeezed tighter. And then what is engagement and what's that cycle look like mm-hmm. has changed quite a lot. And what does engagement actually mean has changed quite a lot. But you still need to get far more people showing up and then you got to be pulling more people through, so that is the sales funnel. But then the day they board isn't is the day you keep moving. What is that customer experience? If marketing is not thinking about the consumer, what is it they need, and how do we deliver value in that customer experience, the digital experience, the cross sell experience, the retention experience, uh, and then even the, and yes, the claims experience. I don't own the claims experience. I have a peer who owns that, but you have an impact on it. A big impact, and I'm very much a seat at the table for that dialogue. Mm. Just like the claims leader has a seat at the table when he's saying, you know, what can we be leveraging from what we do? Because guess what? The product of insurance is what he and his team do every day. Because there are still a lot of real people who are, yes, we have photo claims, but there's still somebody figuring out how do you adjust and how Mm. do you pay appropriately. That is our product. So how do we leverage that? So photo claims is a great example where we're marketing What his world does. So
0: about margin, do you get involved in the margin discussions? Every day, every week. So in the next three to five years, what do you see changing?
2: Yeah. So the market we're in, uh, that self-directed space, is a growing part of the market. And the expectations aren't driven by the insurance category. The insurance company isn't great at delivering customer experience, frankly. There are a lot of categories out there who do far better than we do. How do we learn from that? How do we leverage that? How do we leverage artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, to figure out what content are we creating? How are we delivering it? How are we marketing ourselves? What's the experience we're creating for whom and when? That's how we will continue to win more of that pie. And... The next part of it is, how do we take what well, I think we've done pretty well with a 360 view of how we do marketing. And I'll, if I have a minute, I'll talk about what we did at the Super Bowl, where we had two spots. None during the game this past year. We had one before and one after. But it was back to that hijack concept, and this time I'll talk about it as a hijack. We wanted people thinking about us, talking about us throughout the game. So what do we do? We gave away money every quarter, multiple times, but to enter, you needed to retweet our tweets, with our messaging mm-hmm. reinforcing what we're about and why we're a good player to do insurance to get your insurance from in the modern pieces, and we wound up having. You Forbes talked about how insurance won the hashtag bowl. We had more tweets of um, insurance than of everything but hashtag Super Bowl, more than Pepsi and Doritos combined. So we did that. We had actually far more impressions from everything else besides those two spots. By 10x more than the actual impressions of the two Super Bowl spots. So,
0: but the key question you'd ask: Would you do it again?
2: Absolutely. Against the same objectives, we would do it again. We wouldn't do the same thing because we're always thinking about how to innovate and do things differently. But to the question of what three to five years, it's how do you get smarter? How do you leverage the data? How do you leverage the human element and not lose that? But AI, I do believe, can be an important part of where we go to leverage that human piece and continue to do it in more and more integrative ways across that digital spectrum and beyond.
0: Alan, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is Jeffrey Hazlett. You've been watching Executive Perspective Live. We've been talking with eSurance about the future of marketing and business.
1: You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Man and woman, I gotta say both. wasn't that good? Come on, I love doing that. Being
0: on stage, talking with different people, and really learning everything and having the interaction—that was that was exciting. I and I love Alan. He's a smart guy. I knew him at one job before, now at this job, and I'll know him at the next job. That's the thing the way it goes with marketers. Hey, for those dedicated subscribers special note about next week's episode we will not be airing it on thursday we recorded a little special september 11th tribute to show one of my favorite charities new york says thank you man these folks are doing some great work and it's time for us to make sure that we recognize all those people they formed after september 11 as a way for well for new york to give back I don't want to tell you too much, but look for the episode to drop on that Monday, September the 11th. Also, for those forward-thinking CPA firms, accounting professionals, or small businesses looking to move to the cloud, don't forget about my friends at Right Networks. That's right, Right Networks. They're the only partner that can help you transform your business by getting your current accounting-based desktop on-premises and SaaS applications into the cloud because of their proven technology. That's right. It's been proved. It's proven. All right? Exceptional support and commitment to helping their customers access growth opportunities, everything. They're doing it right. To learn more about right networks, give them a call at 888-417-4448, extension 1. Now I'm going to give you that number again, so write it down. 888-417-4448, extension 1. Tell them all business, and Jeffrey
1: Hazlett sent you. Welcome to C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com.